if you really loved me, then I'd see you doing all these things. You could read it like that um, because there is scripture to back up that when you have faith, works do follow. When you have the Holy Spirit, fruit of the Spirit follows. But then you can sit and you, if you just read it like that, you're, you're going to sit in the condemnation. You could also read it like this, though. If you're human, you will breathe air. One has a little bit of shade to it. And one is a matter of fact. Hey, I'm Shay. And I'm Michelle. And this is the Pantry Podcast. Do you want a healthier spiritual diet? We're stocking the storehouse with spiritual nutrition, marinating on the word of God, and leading you to the meals that truly fuel a soldier of the Lord. And this is season nine, Obey. It's an acronym that stands for Obey Him Before Anyone Else. This season, let's look at how obedience and a lack thereof impacts our relationship with Him and with everyone else. Join us and friends from over 70 countries as we feast on Jesus, not junk food. You can even be a friend who keeps the show going. Become a partner at patreon.com slash the pantry podcast for just $5 a month. And now let's dig into this meal. Then it's time to obey. It's time to obey. What is up? It's season nine, y'all. It is time to obey. I'll let you roll with why. Oh, you're so funny. I love I love you. All right, y'all. Welcome to season nine of the Pantry Podcast. For those who are listening for the first time, welcome. For those who are returning, we are so glad to have you guys back. Just a quick reminder that our YouTube channel, as well as our Gab channel, they both have all of our videos. And we have a new second channel that has vid devotionals and starting in season one, covering all the different topics. So every week we're dropping a new episode, seven minutes or less, where we just dive a little more in, give it a little bit more practically to you, something you can do to kind of walk in that a little more. Eventually we'll catch up with the seasons we're releasing here. But if you're if you're looking for a little pantry snack in the week, Go ahead and check those out. They'll be in the show notes. So, obey. So, if you look behind me, if you're watching, you'll see the season title is behind me, but it is an acronym, which Shay is a super fan of acronyms, but obey, O-H-B-A-E, which is a play on bay and obey. So, bay in the sense of before anyone else, this is my my bay, he's my before anyone else kind of person, right? But the truth is, as it says in Exodus 23, you shall have no other gods before me. And in the New Testament, love the Lord your God. No one comes before the Alpha and the Mm. Omega. Absolutely no one. And so instead of me looking to my bay of this earth, this whole season is about obeying him before anyone else. And we're looking at how obedience and disobedience can impact our relationship with God and with others. And so this whole season, we're going to have amazing guests on talking to them about what changed in their life where obedience kind of just became a way of life, at least in a new area and how that impacted relationships that they had. And also just looking a little bit, me and Shay at, you know, just how obedience is regarded within the body of Christ and what obedience actually is, because it's not necessarily that it's different, but it's more about our heart and our attitude towards obedience. And when that changes, things really open up. So welcome to season nine. And welcome everybody. I, I, you know, it is so cool. 
that that we get to I, my only my only statistic <laughs> that I like I don't care about numbers at all I like seeing countries pop up yeah and it has been cool to see different countries pop up it's been cool to see different you know people reaching out to us and and and, and sharing with us you know that this is making an impact yeah and you know when we when we think about this and we pray about this and we ask God to use us right mm-hmm. obediently use us yeah you know, it's not for our our glory, it's for his glory. And so I think that at the end of the day, when we're looking at obedience, it's about that glory. It's about who are we supposed to be glorifying? Who has it there for us? Who, you know, who are we worshiping? You know, who do we worship? It's like, I, and who do we listen to? And what steps do I walk? Do I walk my own steps? Do I walk his steps? Do I listen to him tell me what I need to do? I mean, these are life words. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, obedience. And, you know, I've, I've gone through a season of like trying to understand obedience, 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 obedience. And for me personally, mm-hmm. um, obedience has just become the idea of turning to God mm-hmm. in everything that I do. Right. Um, so if if the world is crumbling around me and I'm, I'm, I'm going out of control and it's like, uh, I'm like, God, what, what do I do? That's easy. You know, sometimes those yeah. are the more easy ones because we get driven there. The harder one is when life is going really good. Mm, yeah. And we start to cruise. We're like, Shh, we're on this atmosphere. <laughs> like, what? I'm, ah. yeah, you guys got to start watching the video. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> Shay is just. It's, it's being Shay. He's an animated cartoon, um, guys. <laughs> I love it. I love you. And, and, and you know, I was thinking, it's like, to be or not to be? That mm. is the question. So to obey or not to obey? That is the question. And you got to understand something. Obedience opposed to disobedience is actually, it really is life or death. What kind of abundant living am I going to have in disobedience to God? Um, our obedience is not a religious obedience, but a relational. You heard what I said. I said, I turn to God. I don't turn to, I don't know, prayers like, you know, I, I said these 10 prayers and I'm okay. Or I did this. I went to the community and now I'm obeying God. No, I'm turning to God. Now through that turning to God, I become reflective of what God wants me to be. Therefore, I begin to serve the community. I begin to pray and talk to him daily. You understand? It's not a religion. I want this understood because right. I think it's really important because people hear the word obedience and they start to freak out. Mm-hmm. Like, or get getting, real happy, excited. Or get happy, excited. Because like, everyone's uh, about to get whipped into shape. Because we get whipped into shape. Yeah. And, 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 you know, because we've been given this choice. We have been given the choice to obey or not to obey. That is us. That is us. That right there, that thought, that turn, that step belongs to us. Mm-hmm. It's our responsibility. God is not going to sit there and beat you. I mean, he, circumstance might. Yeah. Life circumstance might, but he is not, and he, and is he going to knock? Yes, he's going to knock. I mean, I'm not taking away from his beautiful, you know, how he chases, chases us, how we're the one of the 99 or, or he chases the one and and the other 99, but you know, 99 all pinned up. They're nice. They're comfortable. They're good to go. They're taking, being taken care of. Mm -hmm. He's not rejecting them either, but we have to understand something. It's our choice. Yeah. It's our choice. And that choice leads us either to or away from God's promised blessing. Yeah. So I'm starting here. Uh, that's, 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 that's where I'm at in this right now. And it's like, you know, John 14, 15 says, if you love me, you'll keep my commands. That word mm-hmm. love. If you love me, agape love. It's not feely. It's not warm and feely and all emotional. This is an agape love. It's really a reflection of his perfect love. God loves me unconditionally. God comes and he gives, right? He gives. <laughs> what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Am I reflecting that same agape 
sacrificial love mm-hmm. or am I not? Right. You know, I had a thought and then what you just said, that verse, I think that sometimes there's, when you talk about obedience, there's the people who rejoice because they think everyone is just in disarray and they need people whipped into shape. And then you also have everyone who's terrified because they don't think they're obeying well enough. And they, and you know, and then they're feeling judged and don't judge me. And oh my gosh, only God can judge me. And then Tupac and et cetera. Right. And so like you have all this stuff. <laughs> I know. So for those who get it, cool. But if you don't even better. So, <laughs> so, um, so I know that this is like, this is even touchier, I think, than last season where we're talking about end times, like obedience gets everybody in some sort of way. But what you said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And most of the time, because we read scripture sometimes with a terror, like we're, we're like the boogeyman of conviction is around a corner. We really hope it don't pop out at us. <laughs> Because if we do, we're going to start questioning our salvation and everything's going to run amok for weeks. You know, like I think that that's kind of how we read scripture. We're waiting for God to say, gotcha, salvation ain't free, y'all. You're not really saved, sucker. Do these eight things. And that's not God, right? Um, But it's interesting when you said that, I was like, okay, so you could read it like an if-then statement of works, Although we know God is not the God of works in this situation right now. Of course, works do follow faith. There's never going to be a question of that on the show. But you could read it like, if you really loved me, then I'd see you doing all these things. Mm. You could read it like that. You could read it like that. Um, Because there is scripture to back up that when you have faith, works do follow. When you have the Holy Spirit, fruit of the Spirit follows. You could read it like that, but then you can sit and you, if you just read it like that, you're going to sit in the condemnation. You could also read it like this though. And and there's a difference. There's a nuance. Mm. I know Shay's like in a season of like love hating nuance, but there's (laughs) a nuance. Listen, so (laughs) you could read it. If you're human, you will breathe air. Mm. One has a little bit of shade to it. And one Mm. is a matter of fact. Like those who are saved (laughs) exhibit these things. Right. and, And so you will become more and more like your father when your father, I mean, you'll become more and more like your father no matter what, but you'll become more and more like your father, God, when you're, when God is your father. Um, and that's one of the reasons when I think of like working out your salvation with fear and trembling in the sense of like, everyone has to come to their own realization that this is a permanent state, that we are permanently adopted and grafted into this family. And that when you're in it, there are surefire things that will occur. Of course, unless you're like the man on the cross, the thief on the cross who instantly died and you know, he had one fruit and that was belief. You're like, okay. But for those who are walking around, like there is there are things that come, but we work that out. We individually work that out between us and the Lord. Um, do you have anything? I had my other point, I, no, but like, do you have ahead. a thought? I, mean, like, I'm just, I, I think that you're hitting it. Yeah. I think you're hitting it on the nail because I mean, in that thought to, to roll with that, you know, people will look at judges, they'll look at the old Testament, they'll look at, and they will go to this name. The children of Israel didn't listen. They got condemned. But God was always there. So there's two, there's a pendulum swing. Mm-hmm. There's like, yeah, there's some consequences happen, but God was always there. That's a high point. Mm-hmm. That is a high point. Yeah. We can live on that high point. Yeah. When my heart, my mind, and my soul are towards God, then there I am. I'm, I'm in it. Mm-hmm. 
then I'm in it. It's a relational. Yeah. It is 100% relational. See, even in the Pentateuch, there's two key verses that would actually bring this into play. One is Leviticus 19, two, it says, be holy because I, the Lord, your God am holy. Mm-hmm. See, obedience should emanate, right? It should emanate from this commitment to live a holy life. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's not like I want, I want to live this way. Right. I, I want to live this way. I'm pointing at me right now. Mm-hmm. I want to live this way. Why? Because I know it works. Right. I know it works. Uh, the second verse is uh, Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 5. It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and with all your strength. Not one thing is there like, okay, get your list. Get your list. Mm-hmm. Check mark it. Check market for me, you know, like, you know, make sure you got your candle lit, you got the bread on the table, you mm-hmm. break it up every, every two days. I don't know, whatever. Right. I'm making up stuff, y'all. Don't start <laughs> this. Don't light a candle, start breaking bread every two days. I'm just making some stuff up. But it's right. like, it's like everything that I just read there, it's like, be holy because the Lord God is holy. It's all God. Mm-hmm. And it's a turning to God. It's a heart towards God. It's a, it's a mind towards God. Yeah. That's a divine call. Yeah. That is a divine call. Yeah, I'm still not going to bring up my original point because now I have another thought. Thanks to that. No, <laughs> Keep like, Keep so, because this is what this is about. <laughs> right. So this is us, y'all. So I was thinking about fear of the Lord because people, I mean, Shay has covered this in our life group before, and I'm excited to be migrating those to YouTube so that people can kind of glean off those two. But when you're talking about fear, there's two different words for fear. Mm. Um, and the one for fearing the Lord when you are among his own is different from fear in other situations. And it does make me think of Shay. Now he's a father, right? So, and don't come at me because I said father about someone other than the Lord. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I'm always jabbing at the, the oh. hyper religious. Anyway, I we love y'all too. We stop. <laughs> I, we, I need to stop. I'm sorry. Um, I'm always just like so sensitive for like who going to call me out for something that like, obviously I didn't mean to be blasphemy or anything. So anyway, Shay, he's a dad and Kalia is this little cute little fluff and <laughs> she's, um, she's almost three. And when she looks at her daddy, she doesn't instantly fear him. If she disobeys, she might be fearful of him or if she sees his angry face or sees him in a sensitive moment, like she, like where he's mad or something, she might get a little scared or whatever, but she inherently, that's a source of comfort and safety and reassurance and provision for her. However, Shay is six foot four and he has a lot of tattoos and normally he's smiling on the street, but sometimes he's got a really angry face and I call it the wilting face. I called it like that on last episode, like it can wilt things. It's wilted me before when that face is turned in my direction, which is rare, but it's done. And it's like, he can be a very ferocious character sometimes. But if you're just walking down the street, let's say you want to like, you're looking for someone to mug. Your first choice will not be Shay because you might be scared of him. You might be like, he going to wreck me. Or if you're just like handing flyers out to people and he's not his happy, smiley self, you might be a little more scared to hand it to him than somebody else. Um, There's a difference in fear. Mm. When you have a relationship with Shay and it's sure there's even people at church who like when we first showed when he first showed up or like if they they're new, they kind of miss they interpret him different because they don't know him yet. They, They judge his outward appearance and what and what they've known before instead of who he is. Once they get to know him, there's no need to fear. You know, and you fear maybe disappointing him because you fear disappointing those you love, but you don't fear his wrath. That's the difference between a child of God and a creation of God. 
And so when we're talking about obedience, it's important for us to get more and more comfortable with the title we have that Satan does not want us to own. He does not want us to own the fact we're children of God. He wants us to feel alienated, distant, and unworthy of him as our father when really, yeah, nothing I could ever do could get me to be, to, to earn the right to be his daughter. However, he did all that work. That's, that's been done. That's to tell us die. Okay. It is finished. Now I get to move on from that. Mm. I'm not worthy stuff and focus on the relationship with my daddy, my mm. heavenly father. I get to sit in that And the more we sit in that, the more obedience will come because the more you sit with him, the more you will reach out to him when there is trouble and you'll over and over just because it's going to keep happening and a pattern's going to establish itself. He's going to see you through. You're going to grow in faith, in trust, in understanding, in relationship. And that's when obedience comes. If you love me, then you will keep my commandments right, right. you know and and that does leave me into first peter one but i'm not gonna awesome. go as deep Dude, into go. it let's go um Love but it. in first peter one it, it there's the call to holy living and it's one right. of those little areas that can really convict people praise god but it can also make you scared and, and question some things i'm gonna jump first down to verse 14 because mm-hmm. this is normally for me I, I'm like reading and then i get to 14 and i'm like grip of fear you know and it says <laughs> so you must live As God's obedient children, that word Mm. must, you must live Mm. as God's obedient children. Don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. You didn't know any better then, but now you must be holy, must be holy Mm. in everything you do, just as God who chose you is holy for the scriptures say you must be holy because I am holy. Now, there's so many ways, like cool biblical things that come to me with that. But when you start, when you start really paying attention to verse 14, you get real scared because you're like, oh my gosh, yesterday I did this and this morning I thought this and this and I haven't done this. And when's the last time I opened the Bible verse? Oh my gosh. what? And you forget you're reading the Bible right now. And so that counts, but you just forget when's the last time I read the Bible? Oh my gosh, am I saved? Oh my gosh. And then you go to Google and you're like, am I really saved? And then you hear all the crazy stuff. And, but let's go back to verse 14. Because that, that, that opens something up for how do I get more obedient? I want desperately to be more obedient. That's a good sign, y'all. The Mm, want is a good sign. Take comfort, take heart. But in verse 14, it says, so prepare your minds for action and exercise Mm. self-control. Put all your hope in the gracious salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to Mm. the world. And then it goes into, so you must live as God's obedient children. How do you do that? Oh my gosh, I'm not doing it well enough. What do I do? Prepare your minds for action and exercise self-control. So exercise is something that grows over time. And preparing your mind for action is just mentally prepping like, okay, God's going to have me do some stuff. Walking this walk is going to require me to do stuff, just like life in general is going to cause me to do stuff. And then it comes down to put all of your hope in the gracious salvation. So right there in 14, it's prefacing, but we tend to in our religious consequence, fearing, scared minds, we start focusing when we hit 14 because we realize we are not as obedient as Jesus was. But 
if we do those things in verse 14, if you actually post 14 instead of, I mean, if you post 13 instead of 14 on your wall, you'll probably make more headway because that's the action step that preps you and draws you into his love to do the obedience you're being called to have. What's cool is like, Someone could post 13 and be edified and another person could post 14 and be edified. It yeah. just all depends on, their, on who it they does. are, on their mind frame. And, you know, I, was, I, I jumped over the first John because I'm thinking like, <laughs> okay, so you jumped to Peter. I jumped to John. Look, this is, was that first Peter? Mm-hmm. Yeah, first Peter. And then, you know, I'm looking at first John. <laughs> Y'all, they went from being written about to writing about. Yeah. To see growth. Yes. <laughs> see, we're yes. talking this growth. And so they didn't start, come on, y'all, we know the stories. Uh, if you don't know the stories of the disciples, man, go, go, go look into them because mm-hmm. y'all, they need help just like we need help. But like every day is a growth. First um, John 14, 16 said, or four sixteen. excuse me. First John four sixteen says, so we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. I love how John always puts love in there. Mm-hmm. It's like, so we have come to know and to believe the love mm-hmm. that God has for us. Where does the obedience start? In this love. Mm-hmm. Where did the commandments start? In this love. Where did Peter start with it? In Jesus' love. Mm-hmm. Jesus, get behind me, Satan. Hello. Right. <laughs> uh, Peter, what are you doing fishing when I told you to fish for men? I, I know I left. I died. But what are you doing? You know, I mean, <laughs> uh, John, of course, I, honestly, John learned the love portion. Mm-hmm. Because John was always there. It was like his, his love. You know, that, that was just. Mm-hmm. And so you see two different aspects. So like John could write up. John could actually probably write verse 14 and Peter would write verse 13 or vice versa. And they would probably both get what you were talking about. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's like Jeremiah 29, 13 says, you will seek me. Oh, I I didn't finish that verse. God is love. I should Mm -hmm. say that God Mm -hmm. is love. And whoever abides in love abides in God and God abides in him. Abides. Mm -hmm. Abides. Obedience abides. Mm -hmm. I mean, they go hand in hand. If I'm going to be abiding in God, that means I'm going to be putting my efforts there. Mm -hmm. Um, Then you, of course, then jump to Jeremiah 29, 13. It says, you will seek me and find me. Mm -hmm. I love the growth. You will seek me and you will find me. You will seek me. You will find me. When you seek me with all your what? Heart. Mm. Heart. Um, Obedience. Yeah. Obey. Listen, Mm -hmm. it's amazing. Yeah, this this whole season is not going to be us with a whip or a laser pointer. No, 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 no. Pinpointing all your sins and you need to get right before this. And if you don't get right, your life ain't going to be good. Although, you know, funny enough. Yeah. Like if you don't obey, your life ain't going to be good. That's just a given. But rather than focusing on it as a tit for tat relationship, the Mm. key is to just love the Lord. That's why the commandments he really focused on, he's like, yeah, none of those, I'm not doing away with none of them. But if you love me, then you will keep these. So what are we, what is the key to the keeping of them? To love him. So where should you invest? On the love. I think that's where the difference between relationship and religion comes in. The people that are focused only on the obedience, 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 no matter what, no matter what, They're focused there. And I'm not saying they're not saved because I don't know each person's heart, but that's the key. The heart Mm. to know a person, you know, their heart. And that's what God focuses on is our hearts. So when you're focused on the obedience and keeping the commandments, that's when you fall into or can very well fall into the religion. 
And then it's that much easier to sit there and start bringing other people's salvation into question because I don't see no fruits. And then you're starting to think, well, I need to be more, more, more to stay and keep up with the Joneses. And I don't know who the Joneses are because Jesus <laughs> is the only one and you're never him. But if you focus on the love, then the other one comes naturally right. it's inevitable that when you work on the love mm. the obedience follows how do you work on love you get to know the lord how do you get to know the lord you spend time with him and even that can become a religious act but if you look religious but it's because you just love him so much you're pinning him in all over the calendar then you're not being religious so again outward appearance people might call someone religious who's really just in love and might call somebody else who's really in love, not even saved. Right. Because we are not qualified to make those judgment right. calls. Right. You know, it brings me to back to First Peter 1, right. the verse after what I read. It says, and remember that the heavenly father to whom you pray has no favorites. Oh, come on. No favorites. Oh, you pray how many times a day? Okay. Guess what? He loves you infinitely. Just like that guy who hadn't prayed in four. Mm. So again, if you're doing it to earn accolades and crowns and pats on the back in heaven and to get a bigger crib up there, okay. But like, where's your heart in this? It's in earning your stuff. I mean, you might be doing all that and might not get right. that you crib. Right, like you, you're like, you're right. doing it for the wrong reason. Right, that might get right burned off. off you. But the thing you accidentally <laughs> did right. out of just, right. because uh, out of a love for the Lord five months ago, that's the thing that won't burn off you. You know, so it's really, it comes down to, this whole season, mm. loving the Lord. We're going to be tapping on that. This season yes, is not yes. a religious season. Oh, hey, this, no. this season is us real talking you into relationship. You know, right. Religion, religion drove me away from the church. Mm-hmm. Um, or my idea that it was religious, however you want to look at that. I mean, I'm so twisted on that sometimes. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, the enemy likes to play um, a relationship. I think I think we're dialed it in. I think we said it strong. I think that we're we're bringing in this season uh, beautifully. Um, I think that it's going to be a very edifying season. I think that some of the things that we're going to hear this season are going to challenge all of us. Um, you know, we get the pleasure of pre-recording sometimes, so we know mm-hmm. what's coming. Um, sometimes we don't, but a lot of times we do. And so, mm-hmm. man, I'm sitting here in my mind thinking about some of the people we've talked to already and just being like, wow, yeah. it edified me. Mm-hmm. Like I sat there and listened to, to what they're talking about. I'm just like, challenging but loving and everything is going to reflect right back to the importance of all this, um, of love. Yeah. God's love. Um, Jesus said it. He said, you know, he looked at his disciples and he said, you're no longer my slaves. You're my friends. Mm. Um, John 15, 13 says greater love has no one than this, that someone laid down his life for his friends. See, Jesus laid his life down for us. Mm-hmm. Is it so hard for us to sit there and say, Hey, I want to lay down my life for him. I think that's an important question to ask ourselves. Are we willing to lay down our life in servitude of the kingdom that he provided for us through his sacrificial death on the cross? Mm. That is where I end up every time I talk about obedience. Yeah. I end up right there. He's my friend. Why would I not want to work for him and his kingdom? And I think that if we start to put our minds and our thoughts there and our, and, 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 and our actions, you know, we, we catch them, brother. We do it here on the side, sisters. We catch it here, too. Mm-hmm. We got to realign all the time. 
Realign all the time. Realign. Oh, hey. Realign all the time. Realign all the time. Realign all. I've never done a song in the middle of it. Realign all the time. Anyways, <laughs> but, like, but like, you know, because, you know, they're, and, and you know, and then we're going to leave it on this. First Corinthians 13, 13. So now faith, hope, and love abide. These three. But watch this. Hope and faith, right? Hope and faith. Those are some big words. There's some really big religious words that you throw around sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but watch this. But the greater of these is love. Mm-hmm. Let's learn how to love God. Let's learn how to obey. Obey him before Acronym. anyone else. There we go. Yay. And we are going to enjoy the season and we're going to enjoy being here with you. We love all of you. Thank you for being here with us. And man, just looking forward to this because I man, it's going to be exciting. Exciting. <laughs> All right, man. Amen. Amen. So visit us at thepantrypodcast.com. Click, connect, figure out all the cool things, check out all the verses, check out the vid devotionals, and don't forget to subscribe. So till next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>